0: The abundant grace of God be yours today and every day as you grow in his love and as his will is done here on earth as it is in heaven. Well last week uh, I was about another job I have, one of the jobs I have in the, if you will in the district is to be a circuit visitor and so I have the role of, uh, I won't use the word being over but uh, facilitating, supporting and encouraging other congregations in our nearby area And it's an area which we include uh, Salem, Tomball, Trinity Klein, Zion, Tomball, Church out in Waller up in Magnolia, uh, Our Redeemer, Beautiful Savior, et cetera. So there's a number of churches that are kind of under my wing to, to be there and to help and encourage. And I'm expected to, and I fail miserably, to go by and visit them at least once every two years. Well, I haven't done very well with that. So last Sunday I thought I'm going to go catch two. So I went to be with Trinity Klein at the early service and uh, our Savior up uh, in the Rayford area off at Ford Elementary at the late service. And very interesting and great to be there. And you just learn a lot about uh, churches and different personalities of congregations and things. So it was fun, too. But um, part of that will be a follow-up with each of the leadership groups uh, down the road as well. But missed y'all. I'll just say that. Uh, last week I especially missed you as you were finishing up on generosity and uh, thinking about that aspect. And I do think about that a little bit as we're getting to thy will be done because for me I guess as I think about generosity a lot of it is, is wanting to be more generous like Jesus and a lot of that is just learning those words thy will be done in terms of being a generous individual and growing in the generosity of Jesus of time and life and particularly treasure because so much of what we try to do is hold on to. And as Fred was reading from James and said, you know, those sinful thoughts come and they grow into sin, you know, so much of it goes back to coveting and what we think we need and what we want. And, and so I'm praying for you. Uh, during that, I hope you picked up a card. We're not receiving those cards. We're asking that you, you ask God to guide you in terms of growth, in terms of your giving, and that you keep that in your Bible or somewhere that's important for you to look at and, and be refreshed through as you're asking God to help you grow in stewardship, to grow as a generous giver, to grow as a part of God's kingdom. That Today we heard that we say your kingdom come, that God would enable us to be those who also respond in God's giving kingdom. But today we are starting out with those words. We just heard them read as a part of the Lord's Prayer. We're going to be talking about that throughout Lent. Uh, For those of you who are here Wednesday night, for Ash Wednesday, you heard uh, that which was actually given out as a part of the service. So you'll see a connection between the Wednesday services and the Sunday services. Uh, What we heard uh, on last Wednesday night was, as Ethan shared, as Isaac that very piece from Genesis and seeing how that was from the perspective of Isaac the son and seeing God's graciousness in Jesus who replaced and was the replacement for us. And that guides us as we get going today too and we pray, thy will be done. Now, I'm going to change this a little bit because I was going to talk about a prayer story from my own life, but I think I want to begin instead with this. I think we were all impacted in thinking about and praying this week for the Floridians as we saw and heard what went on again. And I hate to be using that word again in one of our schools. And I know it's disheartening. I know it's bothersome. I don't think there's a one of us who don't think about that when we see in a group setting something like that happen and we consider our day when we think about, do I wanna go to the mall and be in a group of people? We send our children off to school. When our children come home from school and if they've heard about these things, how do you talk about that? How do you talk about God's love for us and God's will in light of something as Highness and Horrible is what we hear about. And we talk about God's guardian angels who are with us, and we talk about God's will, and we say, is it God's will that someone can take up and do something like that? And not just the 17 who were killed and those families, but the many, many others who experienced this, the many ways that they were showing it to one another and texting one another and seeing the scenes as that was taking place, it is as though we feel no safety no matter where we go and we say to God, thy will be done, but God is at your will. Now certainly, again, the reading from James would explain to us that it is not God's will and God not only not doesn't tempt anyone, God is not the creator of any sort of evil. Evil is a part of our sin crest and sin fallen world. But as we do pray those words together in a few moments, as we pray those words with our children, as we pray those as we go to bed, as we pray those when we wake up, is to recognize that God's will is that the earth would look like heaven, that that empowerment of our prayer is to look at that and seek because we realize when something like that is going on how not only precious life is but also how God's intention for us would be eternal life beyond whatever has taken place here. And that our prayer would be for those 17 and for the families of them that they would not only receive the comfort as families but that the, those who were ushered out of this life in a horrid way would still have the greater joy of heaven. And that as we go through life that God would reach in and remind us and we're gonna talk about today as we can look back in the past as we look ahead to the future and as we bring our prayers to him in the very present here that we realize how important and powerful prayer is for us as we go through these things. So I do want you to have uh, each of you something to write on later because if you have a bulletin, great. If you have another piece of paper or if you need to share, you'll figure it out when the time comes because I want you to be writing down some specific things later as it relates to prayer. And as we think about our own prayer stories, we want to be thinking about how God has entered into our lives through the very difficult, the very joyous, and the very challenging, and the very blessed times of life. So the first thing I want to be thinking about is this, is praying for God's will and kingdom, that we remember the past with thanksgiving, that we remember God's answer to prayer, that we remember God's gifting to us, we remember God's graciousness to us in the past. It doesn't go lost on us as we, and many of you have been asking, you know, how's it feel to be home? It's a little weird. It's a little odd to be back in the house. It's not the same house, by the way. And on March 4th, if you want to just march through, if you've seen it before, you can say, whether it's a march through house or an open house or whatever it is, we'd love you to see what God has been doing through you and others who've been helping us to get back. But it's an odd feeling because the last time before we were living there, we were getting ready to go out and praying. Praying. Don't let the water come in. Please, Lord, stop the rain. I don't think I ever prayed once in there, if I will be done. I just beg that it would stop. Now overarching that, of course, is always that, God's will be done. We pray that all the time, that God's will would be done. But when we look to the past, and you might ask, and I've had some ask, us, well, how have you dealt with it? And perhaps from you also who also went through the flood, how do you work through these things? And I believe that we remember the past with thanksgiving and remember even that event and those things as we are in our home with thanksgiving, because part of that past and part of what God was doing and part of what he was about was this, that he was sending the people, he was sending the resources. If it was up to us to get that house cleaned out and even get the first piece of furniture, the first set of pictures, the first things of clothing out on the, on the street, It wouldn't have happened still today. We'd still be lugging it out there. If it came to getting the wallboard out, I don't know how to cut sheetrock off. I don't know how to remove insulation. I don't know how to do that stuff. I just kind of stood there most of the time, although on the phone, checking and calling and saying, how are you? How are you? How are you? Well, how are you doing? Well, I'm fine, except there's like 10 people here taking everything I own out of the house. It's a thing to thank God for. Thanksgiving in the midst of that because God provides support. People like you praying, children on Sunday morning coming up and saying, Pastor, how's your house feel? Your prayers, your thoughts, your hugs. And I say it for me, and I know it's there for others who took people into their homes, who received new friendships. Who went into other homes, and I know at times feeling almost bad like this didn't happen to me, but being able to go those places. God, who we can pray with thanksgiving in the past, seeing Him bringing up His people to respond and to be there at that time. And so when we pray, we pray the past, but we can go so much further past because we can go to the past of the cross, we can go to the past of God seeing us in our own muck and mire. And not letting us just sit there, but sending his son. We can remember the past and see, as we experience Christmas, that God does not step back and say good luck. That his will to be done on earth meant sending his son Jesus. And in that Jesus we have, in that thanksgiving for the past, and thinking that through, we also know we have this, that his active reign and rule is going on. Now, that may not be an important phrase to you, but it was important to the children of Israel because what were known as the minor prophets, the Old Testament prophets, consistently and constantly added for the people that their prayer would be for the reign and rule of God. And so that their future would be the reign and rule of God. And we see that in Jesus. We are praying like Jesus. When he said, pray like this, this was his prayer to say, our Father... My Father who is in heaven, your kingdom come. Jesus prayed that, and then when his disciples came to him and said, Jesus, teach us how to pray, he didn't pull something out of the air that was from nowhere. He didn't say, well, let me think about this. This had been his prayer to bring the kingdom of God to us. That God's will, which is perfectly done in heaven, would find its place on earth because we have Floridas, Columbines, because we have the Sutherland Springs. Jesus prayed, thy will be done. He prays and he lives it because the reign of God, the act of reign and rule of God that he is praying would happen in our lives is that which He lives on the cross. That is when He says, you know, Father, forgive them, that that reign and rule of God would actively be in forgiveness of sins, that that active reign and rule of God would be in our lives, that the active reign and rule of God would call us to go serve those who are needing help. That the active reign and rule of God would be actively working in marriages for forgiveness of sins. That the active reign and rule of God would be living in us, that there would be the miraculous things of Satan's kingdom toppling, the miracle of forgiveness that brings people together, the miracle of life everlasting. It goes all the way back to the cross. It goes all the way back to those words of Jesus, thy kingdom come, thy will be done, that Jesus himself would be living that out that we could pray that with gratitude. So today, I stand before you as a man who's not only very much in gratitude for a home and a wife and a family and a church family who has loved us so much. I'm thankful for a savior and thankful for real life and real things that are filled by Jesus, including a place to live and if I die in a horrible way or if I die simply in my sleep to know that I can give thanks because that same Jesus saw you and he saw me and he said Father forgive him forgive them his act of reign and rule is among us, and we've seen it in the past. We're praying for God's will and kingdom, and we entrust the present. Uh, or We look also to the future. We look also to the future with hope. We look at with hope to that kingdom that is coming. Now, again, it goes back to the past. It goes back to the cross, but... When we look at that, too, and just for resurrection here as a family, I know we've both here within the confines of worship here as well as some of you who've traveled to different parts of the country have heard these words at a graveside. Have you stood with your loved ones and you've heard ashes to ashes, dust to dust, to the sure and certain hope? of eternal life that God is present because even at that graveside in those last words we then pray together our father as Jesus prayed our father as he made him our father we pray thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven to know that for sure and certain God has provided there We pray thy will be done when we're going through changes and so much change is going on not only throughout our country but again within our own ranks the number of people who've said what financial challenges there have been. Now for some it's been the challenge of Lost work and trying to catch up from that. For others, it's been just a series of things. You know, you get the right medical issues. and fi- uh, You get the right, uh, you know, just, just when you're dealing with the doctor bills, all you need is the car to go kaput. And then the kids say, I need braces. Or the doctor said, I need braces. Or we need to get on the swim team. And by the way, that cost $1,000 and we have to sell $3 million worth of candy. And also, you know, Pastor Steve will only buy half of it. What are we going to do about the other half? You know, we get in those times and we get in those situations and, and, and as we're doing that, we're, we're praying because we know looking to the future that God has that in his hand, whether it's for the person at the graveside or at the time of wondering how we can get through this, but we also then even at the time of confusion... Have you been in those times of confusion, times of chaos, where you've even looked at your closest friend, your wife, your husband, your children, and said, So what do we pray? I don't know what to say. Are we asking for God to get us out of this? Or are we asking for God to help us find the way? Are we helping for asking for God to just clarify why we're going through this? And we just don't know what we want to say or need to say, at those times, those words where it says even when we don't know what to pray, we know that the Spirit prays on our behalf, going to the ear of the Father, and although those are good words to know and to know that even within the Trinity we are being prayed for, to know that we can even come back again with the Lord's Prayer and say, Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven, to know that we have even in times of confusion. But beyond clarity when we pray that, we're looking with hope to what heaven will look like. What it will be to no longer be in confusion. What it will be to no longer be wondering what's next. We're entrusting that God will do these things in such a way that as we look to our future, because we know the past, we've seen God's faithfulness, his graciousness. We know his, and with confidence, what he will provide. We can then go and even pray for the present. We can give to him the present situation. So here's what I want you to do, is you can fight over the pencils and the pews, don't break them. Or you can pull a pen out of the purse, but take your bulletin you can use the bottom spot, and if you, if you need more spots for different people, if you didn't get enough bulletins, find a piece of paper. But I'd like you to do this. It's just for you. You right now, is write down a present prayer or a need or a burden. What is it that you are wrestling with? Now, it might be you're wrestling, you know, for yourself in a situation. Maybe you can kind of identify with that chaotic moment. Uh, you know, maybe it's the fact that you're, you're kind of feeling like I'm, I'm in retirement right now. I wasn't planning for retirement, but that's where I live. Or you're trying to figure out what to do in terms of, 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 of uh, something coming up that's an opportunity, but it's a little scary. It might be that you're praying for a family today that has uh, experienced a loved one who's in the hospital, and you're just lifting them up. Whatever that is, what, write down something for you. Take a minute to think about that. may be drawing to your mind someone who you've thought about a lot lately and just haven't yourself known how to reach out to them. You may have hugged your child very closely this week and you're thinking about those parents who are bearing their children this week. The second thing is I want you to do is uh, write down, I'm gonna call this B1. If the first one was A, you can put an A in front of that. The next one is B1. I'll I'll tell you why it's B1 in a moment. It's a thanksgiving for Jesus' kingdom activity, his activity in the past, how he has shown up. Now you might say, I don't have my own story on that. I can't think of that or pull that out right now. I want you to think hard But maybe it's a biblical story. Maybe there's something, especially when you've been dealing with death of a loved one, and the story that could come up would be Lazarus being raised from the dead. The widow who was coming out of the city, and her son is laying on the funeral pyre, and Jesus comes by and says, get up. And he gets up. Maybe it's the tax collector who's in the temple and after hearing his own name being used and a man across the way praying out loud saying, thank you, God, I'm not like him. You're thinking, I remember how he said, be merciful to me, a sinner. So what thanksgiving for Jesus' kingdom activity in the past. Bible story or your own? Go ahead and write that down. You got something to say, too? All right. Okay, I'm hoping I'm giving you enough time, but the last one would be this to write down. Something about the future promise that gives hope. Now, for that one, you're saying, well, what am I grabbing out of there? Well, maybe you're you're just looking at Jesus' face that says to you, Come to me, you who are weary and heavy laden, I will give you rest. You were going to listen to the choir later and you're thinking, do you think the angels can sound that good? I'm thinking about the music in heaven. Jesus showing up and the dead being raised from the grave and we joining him in the air and we'll all be together as one. Here's mine. I'll, just, I'll give you one. Because I like food and drink. I'm thinking about the feast that will have no end. And I'm thinking no calories. I, that's what I'm going with. Food and wine and celebrating. By the way, that's one of the reasons we're glad to be in our house. We want that to be a place of food and celebration. I'm thinking that's because it's going to be a picture of heaven. And here's what you can do: is you can pray B one and B two. So that's why I had those. Is is pray, thinking about God's answer and God's uh, provision and God's work of His kingdom in the past. Whether it's your personal story, or the biblical story, and then think about the hope that we have, and pray that, and go back and forth between what God has done and what God has promised, and then also pray for that present need and burden, what that is in your life today. And although I'm gonna ask you to go home and do that, I'd ask you to do it right now, too, that we just take a moment to pray something that God has shown in the past, his activity and his kingdom that we've seen at work and that we look at the future and see what God has promised and the glory of heaven and that we take that burden to him and say, God, you have been faithful in the past. My hope is certain for the future. I give this to you now and I pray your kingdom come. Thy will be done. I'm just going to give you 60 seconds and let's just take a time to pray. Fathers, we saw your kingdom come on the cross. The present help in time of need of Jesus there, taking on the sin of the world, taking on our sin, we give thanks for your kingdom breaking into this world, bringing to us individually forgiveness of sins, life everlasting, relationships healed, hearts hold back together. We look with joy to the joy of eternity and knowing that that feast that will have no end will be with one another rejoicing and seeing life as it was truly meant to be being about work and love and joy under the active rule in, in heaven as it could not be on earth as we bring those needs to you right now we wrap them around that ask you Father help us to be those who through our life through our prayers through our struggles through our joys that others will see your kingdom come, that your will is done on earth as it is in heaven. In the name of Christ, who taught us to pray, amen.